following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Andrew and I take a what-if look. The early 2000s and what if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hadn't cut Tony Dungy and traded for Mr. John Gruden. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Hey, Andrew, what's going on, my man? Happy Monday to you. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. How about yourself? Oh, I am coming off of the best weekend. Um, absolute best weekend uh, that that I've had in a little while. I've had a little while. Just took a road trip with some of our boys, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Got to meet Hall of Famer Eddie, uh, Dave, excuse me, I almost said Eddie Robinson. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, I guess so. David Robinson, uh, which was an absolute treat. Got to see all the busts at the Hall of Fame, road trip with friends. I'm feeling really good. Honestly, a little tired right now, but uh, I'm feeling I'm I'm it's a good tire. It's a, it's an accomplished tire, not just a lazy tire. Not like I just don't want to do anything today. Tired. But. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I want to clean stuff like I want to just I want to I want to I want to do stuff. I want to do stuff. I'm going to have a nice day. That's the plan. A uh, little mad, though. I'm a little mad. So I was really excited, uh, you know, to go see the Peyton Manning bust. And uh, it wasn't there. Was it like cleaning or? No, they took it to the to the damn draft. <laughs> they took oh. Matt, they took John Madden's, Peyton Manning's, Marcus Allen's, and a couple other ones to the draft. I was pissed what do they have all in common that they're taking marcus allen i don't know did you just probably want to show off and advertise for the hall maybe i don't know but it's like come on like you had to take peyton you just had to take peyton manning didn't you um but uh yeah it was really overall though it was really nice i was also pissed too so I've been waiting for over a month on my matt ryan jersey to ship out from the nfl shop um they're like oh yeah dude uh blah 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 weird times it's gonna take a lot longer i paid for one day shipping so it gets here and uh it hasn't gotten here yet but at the hall of fame yesterday there was there's a in the cult section there is a rack of gosh darn matt Matt ryan jerseys uh not the one not ones in my size but you know which which is okay i guess but it's like really bro like Y'all have like probably half the world's market of Matt Ryan jerseys right here sitting on this, this clothing rack right now. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. NFL shop, get your shit together. Just saying, just saying. Um, but yeah, we got to go to the melt. We watched the draft to and from it was, it was a beauty. It was a really nice weekend. Cleveland, that Canton Cleveland area. One of my favorite absolute favorites. Not bad. No, it was all right. It was all right. Um, okay, so today, as mentioned at the very, very top of the show before our wonderful intro music, uh, Andrew is his choice this week. We're taking a look at uh, those early 2000s bucks. You know, they can Tony Dungy, and they uh, now did they trade for or it just became this trade package? I can't remember it in full. They had a trade for him. Okay. They wanted him. Uh, I believe it was one of those things where the Raiders were like, yeah, you could talk to him, but compensation needs to play out. Yeah. And what you, and what you give us. I mean, in all honesty, Tony Dungy hadn't done anything wrong. He built, you know, him with their general manager built a really 
really strong roster that Gruden had, you know, no part of setting up. Uh, all, the only thing he did was made tweaks to, I guess, the systems. Uh, you know, obviously he ran his style of offense. Dungy's defensive minded. That's right. That's that's kind of been his shtick. He's deep is more defensive minded. Yeah, since day one, uh, he was the big Belichick going into. Let's see, he started in '96. Yeah, I do remember that. I'm old enough to remember when he was like a defensive coordinator for the Vikings and everything. So he was like the big like who's gonna get Tony Dungy? He's the big guy. He ends up going to the Buccaneers, who. A matter of fact, we just talked about hadn't had it really any success in probably from about 82 on to what was it? 97 and Dungy gets brought in. You bring in Rich McKay, son of John McKay, the first right. Bucks head coach. Uh, I believe I think Rich was the son that he also signed to that team too with John McKay did, but you bring it in. Uh, they got a pretty good, they got a pretty good team. It takes them a year to actually, you know, get somewhere. And then there's a, you know, playoff losses. The highest they got was against the greatest show on turf in the conference championship game. And then a bunch of losses to the Eagles. And then all of a sudden they're like, we want John Gruden because we want offense. Tony Dungy cannot move the ball. And we brought in Brad Johnson for him and we brought in Keyshawn Johnson, but he can still not move the ball. So we're going to bring in John Gruden and John Gruden's going to be able to do all these amazing things. That's what I figured the, the game plan was. It just made sense because that defense was lights out. The big, the big thing was that we always talk about is that they held the greatest show on turf to, I think, 11 13 points. Point, was it 11? Oh, 11 points? 11 okay. points. Was, so, which is, like, astounding. And that was the 99 season when they were just tearing up everybody's ass. And and that defense held them up. They just lacked the offense to do it. Now, obviously, that's, you know, offensive coordinator related, but it always goes back to the head coach, who's the figurehead of the team. Uh yeah, so I mean that's I think that's a pretty decent basis to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um but I understand. So Dungy took over in 96, was that what it was? Dungy took over in 96 from Sam Weish. And he got canned after the 2001 One. season. Yeah. Okay. All right. So 6 7 8 9 10 uh, so 6 seasons he spent as head coach. I can understand I can understand it. The, the the firing of it at that point. Um, I can certainly understand it. I can understand it, but it was one of those things that was kind of abrupt. Right. Because it's kind of like a thing with the Patriots in a way. I remember when the Bucks were just really, really God awful bad. Like if you were playing the Buccaneers, you were pretty much guaranteed a win. And then here comes Tony Dungy and they changed their, changed their logo and everything else. What first or not his first year, but maybe his like second year. Okay. Or third year. Oh no. His second year in, they changed it. They go 10 and six and they just look like a completely different team. They got stars or look like they're starting to get like name recognition. Like they're actually drafting, not just drafting a guy. And then he turns to crap. Right. It, it seems so different. And this was like your guy that changed around the ship and he's getting you to the playoffs and he's making you into a name. And then you're going to get rid of him because he can't move it on offense. So to me, it was a little, it was one of those things that I understood, but just a little bit, but it was still a big why. Like, why are you going to get rid of him when he, he, he turned around your franchise? No, he, there's no doubt about it that he definitely did. Um, the reasoning why I'm like, oh, I, so you're, you're kind of like, you understand why. I, you know, I, I, I think 
Eagles, like Eagles fans wish they would have let go of Andy Reid sooner or maybe held on to him longer. It's one of those things where it's like, what do you do if things aren't working? If you can't get past a certain point, it's why Bill O'Brien didn't work, you know, in Houston. Yeah. So I do get it, but there is, but you are right. There's got to be maybe some loyalty uh, in a sense, but he, yeah, he had him, he had him so close. Um, so let's start off with that. Let's start off with that. Let's start our, today's what if with with that so that the firing you know they give him another chance because obviously the bucks won it the year after they fired yes. him um so yeah. the the team that's directly impacted there would be probably the raiders they so they the raiders probably hold on to john gruden i think that's probably the first well we, we can start off with that one we can start off with yeah. gruden all right because this is they trade for him right after the tuck rule game if you want to put that into perspective oh really you get the tuck rule and then they're in the they're are not in the super bowl but they get rid of gruden mm-hmm. they lose to the patriots they're getting rid of gruden my other big thing with all of this is i think we see teams almost many dynasties that are really good. And then there's teams that are just seem like they're buying time to get over the hump. And then there they are. And I think we're at this point during the rise of the box, you still had the Packers that are playing really well. Uh, the Rams are coming into their own and stuff. Of, and the Eagles are good. So it's kind of just buying time for those teams to kind of dwindle down before you can make your move on everything else going down also with the box. Right. Hmm. Uh, but looking at it, and the other great thing too about this is pretty much Gruden knew the Raiders so in the Super Bowl. So that was like the biggest handing of a Super Bowl ever. He did, you know, so that's, that's kind of why I'm thinking that, you know, are, are we looking at the Raiders as world champions in 2001 as the, oh, it'll be 2002, excuse me, 2002. Um, 2002, because they said, right, Derek, it was a Derek Brooks who said it, that they, they ran the same exact playbook that Gruden had. Yeah. He, in that he Super Bowl. Ran, yeah. Cause he ran the scout team. He was the scout team quarterback going over what Rich Gannon would do on each play. Right. And it was the same. They, they massacred him. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I think that instantaneously diminishes what the replacement head coach for the Raiders brought to the table. He kept it all the same. You're going up against Gruden and, you know, you didn't change. So you're not really all that great of a head coach. There's a conspiracy in that too, though. But that's that would be good for little Halloween episodes. There. Okay, yeah, we got, I think that's what we're doing for October this year too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, conspiracies, because they're. But yeah, I mean, he didn't. It's just I took your team, and I'm just going to keep on running things the same and not make tweaks. I don't even think he changed the terminology. I think they just ran exactly what Gruden did the yeah year before. like they did no I mean, terminology no change in anything I mean I'm looking at this guy's record Bill Callahan the the, the replacement head coach and uh yeah he went 11 and 5 right immediately after that year with the team that Gruden had built up mm-hmm. and then he fell apart after that 11 and 4 or 4 and 11 is uh or should be 4 and 12 is is what he ended up going so obviously you know, this changes the rate, the course of the Raiders. I think a lot of people, whether you love John Gruden or hate him, because, you know, I know he's got, he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. Public mm-hmm. perception of him is not all that great. But, um, um, you know, a lot of people reference that as one of the low points. I mean, there's been a lot of low points, let's be honest, with, for the Raiders. But um, of the, the 21st century, that's probably the biggest low point for the Raiders is moving on from him because obviously what he did to him in the Super Bowl the following year, um, 
and, and and so much more. He, I mean, he had their team on track. They were getting better and better. The Raiders football was relevant again. It kind of slipped off in the nineties. Um, but Gruden was developing something and yeah. And then they traded him to the bucks and, and regretted it. And they couldn't find their footing after that. Right. They're bouncing. They're, they're, they're drafting terrible. They're, they're the, essentially the joke of the league. They're, they're in flux at quarterback and all these positions and the head coaches are running out every several years for getting a replacement one. Um, so you hold on to Gruden. All right. Uh, again, love him or hate him. He's not terrible at what, he's, what he does in preparation. He's very old school. He's very mm-hmm. old school, but it was old school was relevant back then. Like old school, not in a detrimental way. It was like it, that was that was what's new. Or that's the way that the NFL had worked up to that point. And Gruden was pretty damn good at his job. All right. Eventually the, the league kind of outgrew him, the uh, style of play and all that stuff. You know, he I think he what oh seven was his last year with the Bucks? Oh six or oh seven. Um, he lasted a couple years after that. Then he went into broadcasting. Oh, 08 was his last year. He made it to 08. Okay. Yeah. He went nine and seven and then they canned him. Okay. So that's wait, did he last longer? What did do you he mean? Last shorter. Then Dungey? He had seven seven seasons with the box. So he just barely eclipsed him, but he also won a Super Bowl. <laughs> but I, he I did. Could, he, so I, I feel like we have a, a much better history of the Raiders if John Gruden stays in, at least for a little while. It's not going to last forever. But even still, you see with these Bucks teams, you know they 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 were fairly competitive. I mean three, three down years. You know, seven and nine the year after they won the Super Bowl, five and eleven the year after, then they shot up to eleven and five in two thousand five, four and twelve, not great, but two nine and seven seasons. Um, you know, and if he's as hands on with it, again, we we know that the Tampa Bay Bucks owner isn't like this great guy or anything at that time. We just literally just talked about it on Friday. No, oh, no, this is the new regime. Oh, it's the, the new regime? Okay. This is the Glazer family. Okay, my apologies. My apologies. Thanks for no. correcting me on that. But no, um, no. Yeah, this is this is not Culver House. But, um, but, yeah, I think the Raiders are in relatively good hands. And, and honestly, like, you I, just – you ended up coming back to him down the road, right? You, you ended up coming back to him, uh, John Gruden, that is, being him, uh 17 years later, 16 years later. Yeah. To be your head coach. I have a different aspect. What's that? I think maybe they make it to the Super Bowl this year, but I still think you have the same John Gruden downfalls and probably he's leaving because there's a name synonymous with the Raiders and he is still alive at this point, And that's Al Davis. And looking at the 2002 roster, you have Rich Gannon, who's 37. You have Tim Brown, who's 36. Jerry Rice is 40. On your defensive side, you got Bill Romanowski, who's probably your best linebacker at 36. Your defensive line is not looking too great. You, you still have Charles Woodson, but also you kind of piss him off at some point. And you got Rod Woodson. Other than that, at age 37, I don't see this team doing much because so of, just, Al, of Al Davis. Okay. Is what I'm trying to get at. Is, uh, Do you think Gannon, Al Davis being, I guess, alive in a sense is detrimental to the team? It, yes, because I think this is the point where Al Davis is getting a little bit, I don't want to like, talk bad about Al or anything else, but there's a point where the game passes people by. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like this is the point 
and Al at this point is much, even though I think he's has more football knowledge than Jerry Jones, uh, like a Jerry Jones is now very, very hands-on where the bucks, I think kind of was like Gruden, you can do this. And it's proved, I mean, he's gotten the, this, that second go around, he didn't do too bad with the Raiders, but you watch what he did to the bucks after that Super Bowl with the quarterback changes and starting 90 different quarterbacks and could never really find anything. So I think the Raiders are good for like 2002. And, and that's about it. Cause you still got rich Gannon and he's 38 years old going into 2003. And now you're back into, you're back into a rebuilding mode. Right. And they go and they get Kerry Collins in 2004. But I mean, is Kerry Collins that guy? No. No. I just feel like Gruden would have a better approach to to finding like new talent. I, I or instead of just reaching for, you know, guy. I mean, he liked the veteran players. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it, but. Uh, you know, is Kerry Collins really high on John Gruden's list of people that he wants running his offense? I, I don't know. Yeah. I Oh, no, I understand that. Does he does he draft Chris Sims? Does the Raiders get Brian Greasy? I mean, these were the. These were the quarterbacks. Brad Gronkowski was pretty much the primary starter in 2006. Right. I That's. <sighs> Like going off of memory of watching what he did, he just seemed like he he fiddled too much at the quarterback position. Like a kid playing Madden to me. It, for them, I mean Jeff Garcia, love Jeff Garcia, not not so much Matt, but uh, <laughs> but he, it just seemed like he fiddled. Like Jeff Garcia comes in, he's thirty seven years old. Yes, they they uh, they did go to the playoffs that year. That. And then their final year, their starter once again was Jeff Garcia and Brian Greasy. So did he really? And then he tried trading for Jake Plummer, and Jake Plummer was like, no, I just retire now. See, it's that even with the Raiders now, I was worried about David Carr because I feel like he fiddles too much. He tries to become, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Derek Carr. (laughs) (laughs) He he fiddles too much. And I think when he's fiddling, Al Davis has his way and he's trying to fiddle. It's just not going to work out. And I think that might've been one of the reasons why they were so eager just to trade him away because of the whole thing with Al Davis. Right. But that I don't think he does that great with the Raiders. I think he's out in about two or three years. You still do. So you don't think a Super Bowl win for the Raiders? That's a hard one. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look at the way that the 2002 season I'm, unfolded. 2002 yeah. NFL playoffs. No Patriots in the postseason. You no. know, that's that's a plus. That's a good thing for when it comes to the Raiders success that year. They were the hot team. They're definitely making they're def, definitely making the, the Super Bowl. Now, does Dungy get the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl? <clears throat> that I don't know, because, again, offense is the biggest difference here. I mean, they scored a, and they scored a bunch more, but they're going up against Philadelphia, who's had their number. Um that's the concern. And I noticed there is a difference, not so much in defense, but there is a difference in offense in 2002 to 2001. So looking at 2001, you got Warwick Dunn, Mike Allstott in the backfield. Brad Johnson still your quarterback. Your starting wide receivers are Jacquez, Green, Keyshawn Johnson, and then your starting tight end is Dave Moore. Uh, offensive line pretty much looks the same 2002 though i think this is a better offense even though you lose warwick done michael Pittman was a pretty decent serviceable back 
you got Keyshawn Johnson, but you also have a another good wide receiver other than Jacquez Green. They bring in Keaton McCardle, and Ken Dilger was still pretty much a serviceable tight end. Right. With the defense playing the way that they did, I think the Bucs are going to get over the Eagles. I think McCardle was the big difference. Tampa Bay is actually like, it wasn't the best offense. I mean, 5,000 yards of total offense in 2002. They were 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. They were the 24th best offense in in total total offense. That was 2002. I'm just taking a look at uh, football database here really quick. I want to see what they looked like in 2001. uh Tampa Bay I tell you right now they scored they eight, were uh, they, they were 400 yards less I think just about and I think McCardle could be the difference in that 32 31 30 29 they were 28th so they were what did I say for the 2002 25th 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 so they were 28th here um not a I mean not a vast difference so it is kind of it might be possible that the bucks are there Still, I I don't know. This is tough. I mean, it grew essentially. Gruden just added, you know, with the scheming and just the luck of the draw. I guess four hundred yards is not like a vast, very. It's not a, a big enough factor to be a variable. I think in this in this equation. So, uh, you might be right. You that, might be right that you know. Does that scream offensive genius to you? Not really. <laughs> you, I don't. I can't remember what they traded for Gruden, but if you're giving up draft picks and everything, yes, they got a Super Bowl win, but say they didn't win the Super Bowl, and you just gave up all of that. But here, here, no, here's this though. Okay. All right. Here's the interesting thing. So Oakland, again, stats aren't everything. I acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Got almost a thousand more yards of total offense between 2001 and 2002. I think that's more system familiarity. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe Gruden. I think Gruden wears on people. Oh, I'm sure he's very complicated for no reason. One, two, three, four, five, six. They were the seventh. They had the seventh most in total yardage in 2001. This is according to the fo- uh, footballdb.com. And they had, yeah, previous year they had 5,361 total yards. 2002, 6237. They're the number one ranked offense. I mean, it, it's the familiar thing I can maybe accept. A little bit, but it's if, you know, nobody can run it. The system that's in place, nobody can run. I mean, obviously, like I said, this this coach that replaced Gruden didn't last a very long time. And there's there's a lot of different factors that come into play when it comes to that sort of thing. But uh, I don't know. You, I, I guess. Uh, so they got better when they moved down from Gruden. I don't know. I think maybe maybe Dungey is maybe Dungey, maybe no matter just about anybody who you plugged in that team that year wins they won it. Won a Super Bowl. Just about anybody. And they gave up a 2002-2003 first round pick, 2002-2004 second round picks, and eight million dollars in cash for Gruden. For Gruden. For four hundred yards, I, I, I know we won a Super Bowl. But I'm my thing is Dungy could have won it, and a lot of other people are saying that was Dungy Super Bowl. And I know some other people that say that. So you are giving up all of that for 400 extra yards of offense. I want to look at points scored. That's that's probably a little bit. Oh, it could be a better indication too. I could give you the or total. Oh, yeah, total points. Okay, um, so for points for Tampa Bay, it was the same. It was almost the same. Yeah, it's about the same. 346 in 2002 to 324 
So 20 yeah. points shy. Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just trying to look at different, different variables. I mean, point points per game, uh, you know, all that stuff comes into play here and they're largely the same team, they, but Tampa gave up a lot, a lot of assets to not get a whole lot better. Yeah. To win a Super Bowl, you know, that's the ultimate goal. That's what you want. But foundationally, yeah, I think if they hold if they hold on a Dungy, I think he's he might be one of the big one with that team. I think what you got in there, and I think I think the biggest difference was is I was looking at like Keyshawn Johnson stats. He went from 106 catches, right? Yep, in 2001 down to 76. He had less yards, but he had more touchdowns. But then also Keaton McCardle's there, who had 61 catches for 670 yards and six touchdowns. Right. And Jacquez Green, who was the second receiver on that team, was, and I'm using air quotes, <laughs> only had 30, 36 catches for 402 yards and a touchdown. Hmm. And I, Michael Pittman ran for more yards also than Warwick Dunn compared to 2001 work done to 2002 Michael Pittman. Your defense's staples are still there. Your Warren Sapp, your Simeon Rice, Derek Brooks, Brian Kelly, uh, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, all still there between those years. But it looks like you're – and I think Dilger did more? Uh, no, he did about the same as that, as that Dave Moore. But you added more. Pittman played better. And then you had to keep McCardell. So maybe that was missing was McCardle. Another wide receiver. Yeah. Cause that's why they drafted uh, Jacquez green. That, I mean, yeah, that, that might've been it. Who was Tampa? I, I wonder who Tampa's offensive coordinator was around this time. It was Les Stuckel in Jesus. 2000. Okay. And then Clyde Christensen in 2001. It looks like they switched. Okay, because it started off Mike Shula, and then he was there from 96 to 99. And then that's when it was Les Steckel in 2000, and then Clyde Christensen in 2001. And then they, then they got Gruden. Right. So maybe even if you're not that great in 2001 you get rid of Clyde Christensen and maybe you just go look for an offensive coordinator and add McArdle and you're still in the same spot hmm. I can't see what kind of offense they ran normally they tell you that on pro football reference oh offensive scheme balanced so probably the same thing until Gruden gets there with the West Coast. So that's that's my other thing. Did you that this team was probably pretty much dusted because the Rams are starting to fall off after they lost to the Patriots. The it's pretty much the Eagles, the Eagles in the box. The Rams didn't even make the playoffs the next year. No, Warner got hurt in I think that season. Yeah, that's like the downfall. 49ers aren't super awesome at this point. Uh, the Giants aren't too bad. I think they, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl in 2000. Atlanta's still, still young. Green Bay's starting to kind of fall off. So this is what I, I think this was the time to say these were the new powers in the this is the new power in the NFC, right? Buccaneers or, or the Eagles. This is the two as far as consistent, right? You yeah. know, it, it's, it's going to get swamped, you know, um, with the giants, Eagles, Panthers and stuff, but the bucks are going to be up there can probably consistently, which they had been, which the team had been for some time. Um, so 
So we still think that so history really doesn't change except uh, at least for what we're we're talking about right now that the Bucks win a championship, but this time it's under Tony Dungy instead of John Gruden. Yes, and it's it probably will still be Oakland and Tampa Bay because you don't have the Patriots and then the Colts. Oakland Hammer Tennessee. Yeah, the Colts crap the bed. And yeah, so you're looking at that, and this is more of a offense offense versus defense matchup. Yeah, gurus in two different sides of the ball. That's interesting. And I think defense kind of wins out because that Tampa Bay defense was a scoring machine. I know Gruden had, supposedly says he has something to do with that where he challenged the defense to score points because the offense couldn't, but I think either way, it's it's still that defense. Right. Okay. Well, I think that leaves, I mean, I do I mean I don't I don't know if the Bucks re or the Bucks repeat or anything like that. Maybe there's some consistency. There always seems to be some kind of Super Bowl hangover unless you're a certain team. I'm not gonna say sit here and say that they repeat, but Tony Dungy might end up retiring as a Buccaneer. I th- yeah, I think he's gone by maybe like 04 at the end of the 04 season. Because by that time, the Eagles have T.O. And there's no way that anybody's messing around with T.O. The Vikings are starting to come up with Culpepper and Moss, even though that didn't last that long. So I think that's where that trend is going but, but dungy might find his way he might end up finding his way somewhere else i don't know i feel like he he might be able to just just sustain just keep the team in the playoffs like i said tampa bay had some really bad years with, with gruden after that super bowl three of the i think three of the seven were, were like really really like really bad the other ones were kind of average but dungy was kind of consistent right as far as playoff appearances and such under his yeah, he, he did not hear he did not not every year. Okay. But he did not have a losing season. First year. Oh, his first year was his only losing season at six and ten. Which is fair. Yeah, that's that's whatever. And then he went from six six and ten to ten and six. Got him all the way to the divisional round after they haven't made the playoffs in years. Eight and eight in ninety-eight. Ninety-nine, eleven and five. 2010 and six and then 2001, nine and seven. So not horrible. No, not really at all. Dungy would have found a way. He would have found a way. I, I think they're winning. And I think the biggest thing was, is they went out and they got Keaton McCardle. They got Pittman who, like I said, ran for more yards. And it just looked, it just looked better. Because we learned from the, from the two thousand Ravens, you just need a serviceable guy. With a defense like that, right? Was there any big time Pro Bowlers? Um, Brad Johnson's interceptions went down from the two different years, and he had more touchdowns. But other than that, is there? Couldn't have that have been a fix with an offensive coordinator? Yeah, a proper offensive coordinator. Hmm. Yeah, if you get the right one in there. Who knows? I mean, I think at that point, yeah, maybe Dungy does replace. You, you kind of look to replace the OC. Things ain't working. Replace them. Um, if you go after Bill Callahan instead of going after John Gruden or something crazy like that. You know, Callahan was the OC with the Raiders. Find a West Coast offensive guy if that's what you're looking at. I know that's what a lot of teams do, and that seems to kind of it, it seems to kind of fix things. It'd be like, even though Buffalo has got to, if Buffalo stayed on the path with Josh Allen being stale, and then they just fired McDermott with the defense playing good. And you're like, ah, we're going to get rid of them. And we're going right. to go get an offensive head coach, which is kind of the norm now in a way. I mean, Dolphins kind of did that with, with, with flow, but I think 
that's a whole different other thing in a way too. But I feel like that team could have been fixed with the with an offensive coordinator. The Bucks go on to win. Gruden loses the Super Bowl. Gruden, Al Davis, butt heads. Gruden's into broadcasting a lot quicker. Uh, maybe Dungy. Okay, maybe a little bit more than the O four because the Super Bowl wins you what? How three to four more years? So even if he doesn't repeat or do anything great, he's out in 06. Hmm. Yeah. And then you don't have this. I don't, I think you miss out on the debacle because when they brought in Gruden, they also brought in Bruce Allen who worked with Gruden with the Raiders. So they were like, let's just bring the Raiders over. Right. Instead of having McKay and Dungy who work very, very well together. So I think Gruden's out of the league by 2004 if he would have stayed with the Raiders. If not. And that might mean that they don't bring him back down in yeah. 2018. That That's probably entirely possible that they don't look to bring him back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Which is leads them into interesting things and choices jack del rio maybe stays or maybe they go some other direction i think he got canned specifically for um because john gruden even though they never really gave him a good team i i don't know but that he's probably not getting back brought brought back and then there's really no point in the con you know the controversy might not leak out unless he's still doing broadcasting i i don't know that's a whole tangled web that uh, we are weaving right now. But I think the last part of this episode that we look at is, is the Colts. So if Tony Dungy doesn't get moved on from, and you know, he doesn't go to, um, uh, you know, he's in Tampa Bay, he wins his Super Bowl. You know, he doesn't get to go to Indianapolis. What becomes of the Colts? I think that's the last part of this episode that we have to look at. Uh, Jim Mora can in 2001 replaced by Tony Dungy in 2002 and instantaneously with Tony Dungy, the Colts become one of the most prolific teams of the decade and of all time, you know, it really establishes the Colts as a big time franchise uh, for at least the next 15 years, obviously not under Dungy solely, but this team is on track to do really great things or a big name team, big name market. And, you know, the Colt, the Colts are one of the, the, the big time teams uh, of the, for the next 15 years or so. Um yeah, so who who replaces Jim Mora? That is the big I, big question. I have no idea on that one. That is very difficult, right? Very because you're looking at let me, let me see if I could find who the Colts were interview interviewing. Yeah, because you're looking at you're looking at a very different way because you're thinking the Colts, Bill Polian. The way that they're going, they're like, okay, we need somebody to fix our defense. Kind of like the Bucs were like, okay, we need somebody to fix our offense. Jim Moore is a cool coach and everything else, but I don't think he's anywhere near the level of a, of a John Gruden or a Tony Dungy. So that is, that is the interesting thing. And do you really interview anybody else? If Tony Dungy is out there, no, you don't. That, that's 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 the other thing. So this might be a little bit hard because you could be like, well, they got to satisfy the Rooney rule. You just hire Tony Dungy <laughs> if you satisfy the Rooney rule. Uh, I wow. don't know. Okay, this is interesting. So okay. Bill Polian did not want Tony Dungy. He did not want Ursay wanted him. Jim Ursay wanted Tony Dungy. Okay, who did Polian want? Because Polian also said Lamar Jackson should play wide receiver. Uh, these are some interesting ones. Nick Saban. Oh, oh my goodness. That's a what if in itself. Uh, let's see. I also see Norv Turner. He ended up going to the Raiders after Callahan. Uh, let's see. I'm just skimming through this. It's from Stampede Blue, this article. Uh, it's okay. from 2011 as the source, but um, Saban Turner, maybe even Reich at that time, who was wide receiver coach. Maybe. So maybe you get your Frank Wright years 
done and over with. He was what in San Diego at that point. Um, no, wait, Reich, he was in Indy. Oh, he was in Indy. He was the, I think he was the receivers coach. So Reich a little bit earlier, perhaps. Um, Saban would have been with that's LSU. Yeah, they said North Turner was a big one for Turner and Saban were big ones. So if I'm looking at it, I'm thinking they're going to get Saban. In my mind, say Tony Dungy's not there, Ursay. I think you're throwing the money at Saban. Saban's a defensive guy. Um, he did really good at Michigan State at that point. Uh, and then guess what? You guys get that mess. <laughs> Do we get the mess though? Or, but we have our quarterback. True. Holy shit. That's yeah, okay. Saban gets the quarterback that he wanted to coach. And listen, Saban had to go through a lot. There's a lot of rigmarole, but we all know the truth that Saban wanted Breeze, not Culpepper. Yeah. And he's so. only two years into LSU, also. But so if you throw the money at him, he's gone. This is this is fascinating because he is a Belichick. Uh, can you even call him? A, uh, is he really a Belichick disciple? Yes. And it is technically so. He was a coordinator yeah. under Belichick. Um, I would, but he also is not like, he's not a household name at this point. Like, he's not, he's not Saban as we know him today. There's no, there's no college pedigree that comes with, with signing him quite yet. Uh, there's a little bit. I, I, Enough to be curious, I, though, or I mean, I think if, oh, if, yeah. if Nick Saban comes to the NFL today, there's a lot. There's a lot more. There's definitely a lot oh. more curiosity about that. If like, he came no, into the what? NFL this year, not that he would, but in this day and age, there's a lot more curiosity. No, there's there's curiosity with him at going at LSU at that point. You're looking at Nick Saban. He turned around that program pretty pretty darn good when it was run by like. Uh, the SEC was run by like you know Florida and everything else. So Alabama's not anywhere close to what they are today at that point. But he's he's something he's something to talk about. In the early 2000s, Nick Saban is something to talk about when it comes to NFL stuff. North Turner's interesting because that just seems to be like everybody's default guy even right. though I think he's one hell of an offensive coordinator, but I think he's just one of those guys that is a really good coordinator, but a terrible, terrible head coach. Like it just doesn't seem like nothing clicks. Properly. No, Cause Nor- North took over after they fired Schottenheimer at God mm-hmm. uh, in San Diego, San Diego. And he, he had a good year or two with, Schottenheimer's team and then kind of fell off. That was kind of that was the thing there. It's interesting also, too. Dungy, I just noticed seeing this. Dungy picked uh, the Colts over the Panthers. He had a chance chance to coach the Panthers after his Tampa Bay exit. I think because you got you got Peyton. Oh, I'm sure that's the biggest difference. I think it's. I don't think Reich's. I think he's there as a courtesy interview, but I don't think he's the guy because he's still kind of he's not that far removed from playing at this point right no i don't think he is yeah he was out at 98 so he's not that far removed from playing so saban does not national championship saving yet but he is he is a name he is a name I watched a lot of college football at this point. So, wow, they wasted no time. 
getting dungy. No. It was a week, a week and a half tops. That's how that's how bad the Bucks whiffed on that. I'm right. Another article from the New York Times. Yeah, he was fired from Tampa Bay last week, and the Colts fired Jim Mora on January 8th because they he refused to fire Vic Fangio. <laughs> That's because the Colts had Terrell's defense. Yeah. I think they go. Wow, that's so interesting. I think they go Saban, though. Because if you're going to get Ursay on board, I feel like Ursay will want the splashier guy. Right. And and again, being connected to Belichick at, at around 2002 after winning the Super Bowl, there's some mm-hmm. hope. There's some hope for uh, for for growth and, and potential there, I think. Yeah. Um, and what, what becomes that? I don't know. Does that mean, you know, the, what does this do for Peyton Manning? What does this do for, you know, did the Colts end up winning a Super Bowl? I think you still inherit the mess. I think you inherit the mess. He does get his quarterback, but I feel like he can't fix the defense. Also, too, no. Uh, I, yeah, but here, Bill Polian was more willing to get, and that, trust me, that defense was pretty messy. Polian was seem. I, I don't know who the general manager was for the Dolphins at that time. Um, Polian had a good track record of building building good rosters. I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Prince, Prince, what are you doing? <laughs> so I, I you know I mean, I'm not sure. Roster building might be fine. I mean Saban has control. You know. We people view Polian and Saban as the best at their jobs all time, like some of the best at their jobs all time. Saban would have had control. No, not at this point. I think Polian would have had more control. I don't think Saban would have had it at that time. I think he had control in Miami. You think, think Saban had a control in Miami? I think Saban had a little bit of control in in Miami because at this point he's he's a name. He's a pretty good name, like an upcoming name in college football. Like I said, he's starting to make some noise in the in the SE in the SEC. But by the time he got to Miami, he's already a national champion. Right. So you're like, oh, look what he did here. He's winning national championships. We're gonna have him come here. I think he had a lot more say in Miami than than anything else. Yeah. And I don't think he gets that with the Colts because he's not that name. But I think he gets hired to try and change around that defense. So maybe there isn't nothing there. You know more about the man. Can you imagine a Saban defense versus, I mean, Saban versus Belichick for years? Oh, we did. I guess we did get that in Miami. That doesn't really count. But uh, I guess it doesn't really change anything. Crap defenses. (laughs) I mean, hey, the Colts had some good names on there. Freeney, Mathis. Gary Brackett, uh, Bob Sanders when he wasn't hurt. There were some good pieces on that defense, man. Uh, do you... It's hard to assume because I know how, how difficult that Peyton Manning and the Colts made it look to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, they went above and beyond to, to make it look difficult to get to the big game. <laughs> retrospectively this is always this has always been my thing um with indy it's like oh my god legendary quarterback hall of fame coach marvin harrison hall of fame wide receiver reggie wayne fringe you know fringe hall of famer he's he's gonna be there someday edgerin james hall of fame uh and they just they had so much trouble even just getting there even just getting there was difficult i get it you're going up against the patriots and such but uh, I don't know if they win one. I don't, don't know. know they do. I really don't know. It, it, I mean, largely Saban it, right now. It's it's a rumor on paper. Anybody could have wrote that. It's you know, but it, according to Paulie and Saban and North Turner were, were those guys. Dungy was so well known at the time. Stepped up that defense. Brought it up to snuff. I uh, I think he's a little bit more. I think Dungy gives offenses a little bit more or coaches a little bit more leeway to coach to to coach their sides too. I think he's more 
of a manager. Yeah. Let my coaches coach the things like, look what he did in Tampa Bay with Monty Kiffin. That was, that was a lot of Dungy did the defense, but Monty Kiffin did a lot of work to it. Yeah. And Dungy's got a pretty decent coaching tree as well. I mean, does John Gruden have that great of a coaching tree? And Mike Tomlin, there's some decent guys. Lovey Smith out of the Tony Dungy coaching. Eh, Lovey Smith is hit or miss. Uh, people, people don't remember. Yeah, I guess. He got to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Can we can we give him that? I'll give him that. Okay. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I, I I I don't know. I don't know if the Colts win one then. Dungey was legitimately the right guy at the right place and time. Like as soon as he hit after that, it was winning like 12 wins, 12 win seasons. Like I think they had three back to back to back 12 win seasons, you know, under Dungey and just other just stellar records, 14 and two. And man, I don't, I don't think know. I don't think you're getting into the Super Bowl with North Turner. Probably not. I I could pretty much guarantee that. Probably not. I mean, look at those Chargers teams back then, how good they were, and they couldn't get past the Patriots. You know, those are some legendary Ladanian Tomlinson, Gates, Rivers. Uh, I think Vincent Jackson at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and some of the, the the defenses that they had. Oh my God, I don't think so either. Peyton most likely is all I got. We'll say his does Denver even want him if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Or maybe they do. Maybe they do. They probably do. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's look at if did you it's like a Matthew Stafford comparison. Yeah. In a sense, but way better. All that I can see way better. But yeah, he's pretty damn good. You wanted Aaron Rodgers, didn't you? (laughs) He's won a Super Bowl though. Uh, Matt Ryan is a good comparison. Do you do you want Matt Ryan? I mean, well, yeah, no, you're not on that level. Right, but... Andrew, you fucking win. Jesus God. What I'm saying though is no, you're right though. It, it's a name either way though. Yeah. No, Sometimes you that. just need to sign a name. Give you that glimmer of hope, but I don't think that. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the Colts are winning the Super Bowl. I don't know what's saving. I can't from my personal experience having to deal with that man and watching him do things that are just ungodly. And I know about the whole Drew release thing, but he also did a lot of other things. I, I can't say maybe he does. Cause Polian's like, okay, we're going to just get defensive pieces after defensive pieces, kind of like they were doing in a way, but I don't know. I don't think they probably get one. I don't know either. I mean, they literally got to the Super Bowl by the skin of their teeth. Like it was a it was a Tom Brady. I mean, they they were winning, obviously, but it was a Tom Brady like INT. Like thrown into the defense. The defense one that you know ended up winning the AFC. They came back. I shouldn't they shouldn't go that far, but the the the, the Colts did bounce back, but you know, defense did seal that. Peyton Manning can come back on and just about anybody, but defense sealed that game. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's close. I think it's I I think it's close. There, there's a lot. So just there's a ton of issues there. You know, it it a coaching change doesn't really change. You know, affect how drunk idiot kickers like Mike Vanderjack. You know, uh, yeah. amongst other things, who had the chance to put a game away and just couldn't. So I I. I don't know. I don't. Dungey was probably the difference in that 06 season when they beat the Patriots. I can't see. I really can't see just just any bum off the street being able to kind of do that. You know what I mean? So, so. ultimately, at the end of this, Dungey has a ring. Gruden doesn't. Peyton maybe still has one. And the Colts. Do not have a Super Bowl since Super Bowl, what? Seven. Five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cowboys. Five. Cowboys. Yeah, five. I'm sorry. Yeah, five. Um, five. Yeah. Seven was Dolphins, Washington. 
Bucks Bucks win. Dundee still gets his ring. Still in the Hall of Fame. Gruden doesn't get a ring. Gruden doesn't come back to the Raiders in eighteen. Nope. Um, because there's no what if with him. You already know what happened. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think that does sum it up. I think that does sum it up. So, Tony Jundee is the complete difference in everybody's career. I guess he is. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, things things happen a million different ways. That is the fun of this uh, these episodes. But at least that's kind of where we're we're on what we're on track to. Um, I've been so busy this week. I did not think of an episode for next week. So next week will be a surprise again. Uh, keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, to our wonderful listeners. But uh, Andrew, great job on this episode. Really loved it. Uh, you know, as far as you know, context and just kind of getting to the point. Great job on that. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll be thinking this week. Uh, hopefully, you get it. This week's not as crazy as last week's, but that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned with us for the whole week. We got tons of content, of course. Uh, Facebook page, kind of get back up and going after taking the day off Saturday. So make sure you tune into that. And uh, that is it. On behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. Three, nine, three. Three, nine, three.